0: Good evening and welcome to Stump Mike IPL, one of our post-match specials, and we're nearing the end of the group stages as the Royal Challengers of Bangalore have lost to the Delhi Capitals by six wickets. With me is Varun Chetty. Hey, Varun.
1: Hey, Katik. Hey, Devayan. How's it going?
0: I, I like the fact that Varun is bringing some energy, Devayan, into the pod.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he's uh, been through commentary of the game that has just unfolded before us, so. Uh... I'm guessing he's still carrying on with the adrenaline from that.
0: Hmm. But how much adrenaline was there, worm? Because, you know what? It it just seems to me that both these sides, they have been at the top end of the table since the start of the season. But it's taken them till their last match of the group stage to limp over the finish line. Or am I being harsh here? <laughs> no, that is
1: fair. And uh, honestly, I, I could have brought more excitement to this match the way it ended. Uh, but... Uh, Just to draw on that thread, I mean, um, Delhi Capitals, it was sort of a a dramatic fall away for them. I think it all began uh, when uh, Pant got injured and they had to uh, firstly account for that and make a lot of their changes.
0: You know, you know where I'll tell you it began, Varun? It began during a Mute Me episode where Debayan went and said that they will lose steam. That's ex- exactly, I mean, it didn't exactly begin there. Maybe they heard it after two matches. The entire side sat around and they heard his Mute Me episode and they were like, my God, this is going to happen, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Debayan has uh, single-handedly put pressure on that <laughs> on that uh, dugout to the extent that today, literally, uh, Shreya Sire has just said at the presentation that They weren't even thinking about net run rate or like knocking RCB out or anything. They just wanted a simple, straightforward victory and the two points. And uh, that was very evident at the end, wasn't it? I don't think they got a boundary for something like 5 or 6 overs after Dhawan got out. Uh, So that was... uh, Yeah, it was a a pretty tame finish. But I think after four losses on the trot, Delhi would have happily taken the boring win at the start. And RCB, I mean... They even, even, on, even in the years when they make it to the playoffs, they continue being the absolute meme that they are in the IPL. That they seal qualification after losing four in a row. So, is there a more entertaining team than RCB? Tell me.
0: There have been, if you just count today, if you just take today as a sample size, there have been more entertaining games yeah. at yeah. least. But Teban, but I think like, like Varun said, both sides knew what needed to be done. And, you know, in effect, both sides got the job done.
2: Yeah, but uh, to just give it a bit more perspective, I think uh, Delhi definitely will be the happier of the two teams with the performance from tonight. Uh, I thought they made a few bold changes, uh, dropping Shimron, Hitmeyer and bringing in Ajinkya Rahane in the end proved to be a masterstroke. And that's where I think all of us maybe owe uh, Rahane a little bit of an apology because we've all sort of uh, criticized him a lot for his performances through the season. Whenever he's got a chance, he's not really made the most of it. But today was more or less an ideal scenario. The the bowlers set it up so well for him. You know, seven and a half runs per over is perfect for Rahane on the kind of wicket that we saw we had in Abu Dhabi today. And to give him credit, he batted really well, uh, shepherded that chase quite well with uh, Shikhar Dhawan. And yes, I thought uh, Delhi, if they could have wanted, they probably could have uh, pressed the accelerator and actually gotten to uh, 17.3 overs. But then I think they just considered the fact that their uh, middle-order batting has been so fragile of late that they didn't want to really take that much of a chance. Um, All of them came in and played their shots, but uh, they still perished. And in the end, even Rishabh Pant played a couple of awful shots right towards the end, including a top edge which went for four for the winning run. So, yeah, less than convincing in many ways, but uh, they'll be the happier of the two uh, dressing rooms, I'm sure.
0: Okay, so let's quickly recap what happened. Uh, It was the Royal Challengers, Bangalore, who batted first. They made 152 for 7 with uh, Devdutt Padikal, scoring 50 yet again. Varun, I'll give you some time a little later on the pod to talk about Padikal because, my God, has he been impressive this season. But at this stage, at 152 for 7, what were the permutations combinations for either and both sides to go through?
1: Yeah, uh, so it was uh, essentially... uh, a game of either a big margin or a small margin of victory so a small margin like the one we had today relatively small margin delhi winning by one with one over to spare would have meant that both teams would have qualified because they would have both finished above kkr on net run rate so the combi- the permutations that they were looking at was delhi needed to chase it in 17.2 overs or fewer and uh, for RCP, it was simple they had to stretch it beyond 17.3 overs keep their net run rate safe. Uh, so yeah, it was it was fairly straightforward at the halfway stage. Uh, Delhi obviously had no real incentive to try and score it faster than uh, needed. Uh, for RCB, Cody said they didn't even really think about it till like the 11th over, uh, which is when the management told him that they have a 17.3 over cutoff here to stay in the tournament. And yeah, so... That th- th- those were the uh, basic numbers of it.
0: So and and let's let's be very clear about this. I mean, chasing a one fifty target. I mean, it seems it seems okay in a twenty over game. It's never easy to chase it in seventeen point three overs, especially when there is a playoff spot at stake. No matter.
1: Yeah, precisely. And there was also the uh, the way RCB's first innings uh, RCB's innings went. Uh, it didn't look like the easiest pitch to score on. Uh, It it obviously appeared a lot more easier when the duo came in and Delhi started chasing. But I don't think this was an easy enough pitch for them to be realistically, I mean, a team that has lost four matches in a row, to be realistically thinking about a 17 and a half over chase.
0: So, these two sides, uh, Delhi, of course, won the match. They won it uh, with exactly one over to spare. 154 for four they made with, as Devan mentioned, Ajinkarane top scoring with 60. But... And Chikadavan scoring a half century as well. But Devan, I want to come back and we started this podcast talking about uh, what what you said on Mute Me. And I mean, that has been a conversation on social media over the past few days as well. It may, what was your thinking behind when you said it? Because, you know what, I mean, we we, we may have a laugh, have a a chuckle about it now. But the fact is that you were right about the fact that Delhi lost team. What made you see this coming despite the fact that OK Pun's injury caused them a lot of heartache in those middle stages. So if you see uh, right through their campaign, one uh, Achilles heel for them has been their batting.
2: It's not really come together. In most games, even in the early half of the tournament, when they were winning a lot of matches on the bounce, it was mostly their bowlers who were uh, pushing them through and just getting them over the line. Now imagine in retrospective that, you know, first match had been lost against Kings 11 Punjab, which by all accounts, they really should have lost the way that it had gone down to the wire. Uh, it could have been a completely different kind of a campaign. Uh, that being said, they did show a lot of fight towards the middle stages of the tournament as well. Uh, exactly what Varun brought up when they had to sort of rejig their team. Even after that, they did win a couple of games. So they were still hanging in there. Akshar Patel played that uh, superb innings to, you know, uh, bail them out against uh, Chennai Super Kings in Sharjah. So they were still showing a lot of fight in them. But I think just in recent games, they have gotten a little uh, perhaps confused about their best combination. Uh, and at, at, in the middle, they suddenly dropped prithvi Shaw. It was good that they brought him back today. Uh, as I said, I was a little surprised by the selection of Ajinkya Rahane, but it was probably done keeping the conditions in mind because it also entailed removing Shimran Hetmayer, although it allowed them to bring in an extra uh, foreign seamer as well. So uh, you could say that uh, for the conditions today, for the opposition, they had a pretty decent side, but... I don't know if this kind of a team will be able to cut it against Mumbai. And let's not forget, they've had their share of injuries as well. Amit Mishra ruled out. They've, of course, had uh, replacements, but it's just not the same. Ishan Sharma, somebody has experienced as him. They've just not gone back to somebody like a Mohit Sharma. So, I'm not really sure where Delhi have gone in terms of their overall team balance. But uh, yes, I mean, the important thing is that being in the top two, they will have a second chance at it. So, even if they lose to Mumbai the first time around, they can still have that second shot at
0: uh, reaching the final. Yeah, so we cannot overestimate how important this victory is at the end of the day, you know, that, that they're finished in the top two and which means that it gives them two shots at the final. Absolutely. And just looking at the way that this season has gone down, I don't think any team other than Mumbai can really
2: uh, assure itself of a win in the playoffs. So, even for them, that's a, that's a guaranteed Sort of a second shot, even if they lose, because we've seen them them also lose a few matches. So, yeah, it's it's just been a pretty bizarre tournament. Any team can beat anyone. I, I think uh, towards the uh, end of the match, uh, in the presentation as well, uh, Ian Bishop mentioned that, or, or uh, maybe it was just on the broadcast. He mentioned the fact that uh, it's really h- harsh on any team which has you know finished outside the top four, because it's not often that you'll have teams which are all on 12 which have just finished outside the top four. So it's it's been a pretty competitive tournament where any team has, you know, on its day put in really good performances and some of them have put in awful performances.
0: Hmm, Varun, rate their chances against Mumbai Indians. Oof, that's a tough one. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, I I can't put a number to it, but
1: it's fairly obvious that Mumbai will be the far superior team. But having said that, I think Delhi Capitals will have a far, far greater chance against Mumbai Indians than uh, maybe RCB would have had because as uh, Debayan pointed out their strength has really been their bowling even with mishra going out you know Deshant going out they're a really really good bowling lineup uh, it's it's just been a matter of the fifth bowler going for runs which happened today as well with Daniel Sams but they have the bowling at least the fast bowling stock to stop someone like Mumbai because Mumbai has been rollicking they just you know Attacking at the start, attacking at the end, uh, but uh, today Anrich Notia Nokia said at the presentation that uh, something feels right again with the bowling. Uh, something the rhythm has come. The little things are feeling good again. Is I think something that he said, and he was speaking for both himself and Rabada. So I think that's uh, that's a good sign for them going in. I'm I'm not sure they'll uh, stick with Daniel Sams for that game. Uh, we might. Uh, I don't know, maybe see one more risk that they take and bring in uh, Sandeep Lamichane for his first game. So, they have bowling options. That is their strength. That's what will win them the games. You you, you can't really realistically say you can go into a game thinking that you'll restrict Mumbai to 150. <laughs> but they have the bowling to do that.
0: But 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 you're saying they could bring in Lamichane who hasn't played at all this entire season?
1: Uh well, I, I'm saying they might think about it. That's about it at this point because you don't change a winning combination. So, three fast bowlers against Mumbai also works. So, I don't know. They, they, they could. It, it's, a, it's a possibility. Because they're going to be playing in Dubai and that might, might, might work in their favour if, if, if they go that path.
0: Okay, okay. so let's wait and see how the Delhi Capitals get on. The other side, of course, that qualified today was the Royal Challengers' Bangalore. They will finish either third or fourth, depending on tomorrow's final game of the group stages. Varun, we'll stick with you. For RCB, will they come to regret not finishing in that top two? Because there was a point where they were going pretty well and I think Delhi's bad path started before Bangalore's did, towards, towards the end of the season. There, there was a chance there where they... Should have and maybe could have finished in the top two. Yeah,
1: there was a slight overlap of the the poor runs that these mm. two teams went on. But uh, for RCB, I think it's 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 a little strange because they built this campaign when they were winning at the start on having a settled eleven. Uh, almost what halfway into the into the tournament, they would made very few changes, which is sort of a new a new uh direction for RCB. Uh, that seems to have come apart the last few games because again injury with Navdeep Saini going out and coming back in and he's going back out again. Uh, it it has definitely affected their rhythm, uh, and four losses in a row is not good form to be taking in to a, to an eliminator.
0: Yeah, and and the fact is that if you finish third or fourth, Varun, you have to win what is it three games in a row? Yeah, to to lift that title now. Uh, I mean you're a Bangalore boy or. Uh, to some extent, to well, a big extent, an RCB fan as well. Do you see the team doing it?
1: Well, uh, to be very honest, no, I don't. I don't think this is, this team currently has it in them. Uh, this is something Kohli mentioned uh, at the talk. He said, you know, every time we've been to the final, we've had to win a lot of games in a row, which is all well and good in theory. But the fact is that they have actually lost four in a row this time going in. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see them as a form team, the one thing that'll be in their favor is that they will face either Sunrisers or KKR who have also been patchy coming in. Uh but they're they're certainly not the top two teams and I think the where they've ended up in the table is a fair reflection.
0: So Deban, can RCB put put this form aside? The playoffs it, it's a different ballgame. When when it becomes a knockout tournament, it it does become a different ball game. Pressure obviously plays a big part of it. Uh can they just push this aside and say, okay, that was a form at the end of the league stages. We leave that there. We go into it with renewed belief. I think what's got to happen for them in that uh,
2: eliminator is that they've got to bowl first and ideally get a good sort of uh, you know greenish pitch on which to unleash their fast bowlers. Hopefully, all of them in peak fitness. Because that is probably their best chance. I think what has been RCD's weakness, I know that we'll you know have a little chat about uh, Devdas Padikal as well. He's been outstanding. Uh, Virat Kohli has been a little bit patchy. AB De Villiers has had a lot to do towards the endovers. Uh, we have discussed at length that their middle overs have been a little bit sort of too slow for anybody's liking. So there are issues with the batting and there's not much batting after number four at all. So that is where they have had problems. Their team tends to tail off. Even today, uh, perhaps it would have been a different game had they won the toss and uh, decided to bowl first. So if they can get uh, going with those fast bowlers of theirs, get a few early wickets, then yes, KKR and SRH both could be uh, you know uh, teams that they could subdue on their day. But I just have the feeling that Sunrisers Hyderabad are picking up some good steam. I think Sunrisers are probably my pick for one team which will uh, maybe make it to the second qualifier.
1: Uh, if if I, could, if I could just add actually to that point, uh, I, I, I mentioned previously that I don't see them going through because of their form. But uh, after tonight, we must also consider that one, Navdeep Saini was not fully fit. And uh, after bowling two overs, Chris Morris was off the field. So, uh, the, the fast bowlers that have sort of uh, dragged it back for them this season are also not fully fit. Uh, I mean, we don't know what's what happened with Morris, but he didn't come back onto the field after the first four overs. So, they, they the Eliminator is on the same ground. I don't know if it'll be on the same pitch, but uh, the workaround, I mean, I, I still feel like they would have to bowl first. And I think... Right now in this tournament, anyone would have to bowl first to have the advantage. But more so RCB because the way it was today in Abu Dhabi, um, if RCB continue to go with three spinners and they bowl first, they could well restrict uh, whoever's in the eliminator to the kind of score that they were restricted to.
0: You know what? Maybe maybe it's just the fanboy and me talking. But when you say RCB bowling first, it doesn't really matter to me what the target is because then you have Kohli, the chaser, and maybe I'm forgetting a few matches here and there, but. I don't think we have seen Kohli have one of those chases in a long, long time. So, so maybe, maybe the knockoff chases are primed for Kohli, the absolute one of the absolute best limited overs chasers ever to to really come to the party. But Varun, we'll stick with you. Devdutt Padikal today became the uh, how 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 do I put this? He's the highest scorer uncapped Indian scorer ever, or the highest. Uncapped Indian scorer in his debut season in the IPL is that correct?
2: Yeah, you got that
1: right. And uh, okay. he he went past uh, Shreyas Iyer's record for, in 2015. So and he did it against Shreyas Iyer himself. So props to him for that. Uh, I I mean I remember Devdutt Parikal uh, was in he was in RCB's team last year and uh, he was he was one of two teenagers. The other was of, of course uh, Prayas Ray Barman, the 15 16 year old back then. And uh, I remember when I when I went out to cover the first match of last season uh, to Chennai, uh, the RCB team was on the same plane as me. So we were all in the same waiting area. And uh, here was Devdath, a uh, skinny little teenager, sitting along with Prayas. Uh, because I don't think anyone else spoke to them. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the two teenagers sitting in the corner just... Uh, silently, you know, sort of, I think, taking it all in because it was still early in the season. You did
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're in a team with Kohli and De Villiers. Yeah. You are bound to be odd as a teenager. I think I think proper established international cricketers sometimes get odd yeah. by those two.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that, that's how that was my first the first time seeing uh Devdutt in person. Of course, since then I've watched him play uh, in domestic cricket and absolutely boss it which uh, i'll be honest i was i was a little skeptical because Devdutt is someone uh, who i'd heard of a lot uh, in the on the bangalore circuit as he was going up because he was being quickly pushed up to under while he was still 16 17 he was being pushed up to the under 19 state team the under 23 state team i think he also captained the under 19 state team but could be wrong about that but this was essentially a prodigy you know the, the likes that we haven't seen in bangalore since uh, a karun naya so he was extremely uh, well spoke, uh, spoken about in the, in the uh, local circuit here. Very popular. I'd seen a couple of his innings in the Karnataka Premier League. And uh, again, like, I, I come back to how I was skeptical about whether he'd be uh, good enough in the, at the senior level. And uh, watching him pile on the runs in the domestic season last year was, uh, was very refreshing. He was, he was proving me way, way wrong. Because he's really grown as a player in the last twelve to eighteen months. Uh, he's he's showing a lot of signs of being a very very intelligent batsman. And I do I don't just say this because there was it was on evidence today. Uh, the pitch was really slow, and scoring along the ground, scoring boundaries along the ground in the power play was not an option. And we saw him make use of that because the ball was sticking and rising and he was just going with the rise and lifting it over the infield. Which is the sign of a very intelligent batsman. The talent is obviously there for us all to see. Uh, He's been compared to Yuvraj Singh when he strikes it. Uh, This is something I thought of myself when I saw him in domestic cricket because that pull shot is a very attractive pull shot that he has. And you don't just have that if you don't have talent. So... It's, it's all there. It's all falling into place. And I think he's really, really impressed a lot of people this tournament. And uh, it's also stunning that he's been able to sustain the same form with a what five or six month gap in the middle. So good on him because the last four major senior tournaments he's played, uh, he's been, if not the best, at least the top three best batsmen for all the teams that he's played for. And that is that is simply stunning. It's it's a it's great to witness.
0: Look at this, Deva, and what what we've done. We've made Barun one of the youngest members on our team. <laughs> gush like a proud uncle about the- that. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, uh, he's been quite impressive. But if I can just add to that, I think what I would like to see from him is one real big score before these playoffs are over. Um, he's had these attractive cameos, if one can call it that. He's made a few fifties, I'm sure. Yeah, this was what his...
0: I think cameos is harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: uh, let me uh, get to what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think the issue for RCB often has been that Padikal has gotten in. He's got a decent enough score, and then he's gotten out. And that's where they probably missed that you know finishing kick in most of their innings. So what I'd really like to see from him is one huge uh, score somewhere in the nineties, maybe a hundred in one of these playoff matches, maybe the first eliminator, if if it's a decent enough pitch, back through at one end and just allow Virat Kohli and AB De Villiers back with a lot more freedom. And then we might just end up seeing, you know, the RCB of old that we have seen in a few seasons when they get that one perfect batting performance in and they just smash the opposition to pieces and then there's no coming back for the opposition. So, that's something that I would love to see. But yes, I mean, kudos to him. I think, I'm sure he's got one hand on that emerging player trophy for this year because I can't think of too many candidates who for that young and who've been that consistent this
0: season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And on, on another Mute Me episode, I think Shresth, one of one other regular of the pod, said that Padikal is probably a shoe in for that Emerging Player Award. Okay, so we leave, we leave Bangalore there. We'll, of course, see them once more in the Eliminators. Let's move on to tomorrow's game, which is the final game of the group stages. And it's the Mumbai Indians taking on Sunrisers, Hyderabad. Varun, victory here for SRH and they're through. There, there, there's no more of these permutations, combinations. How many overs you need to chase the target or how long do you need to keep them out there in the middle? It's it's as simple as SRH win, they're through. Otherwise, Kolkara Knight Riders are through.
1: Yeah, it's as simple as that. And the other thing I'm really glad about is that this match is happening in Sharjah. So, uh, literally the chase, I mean, I mean, I don't know who's going to be chasing, but it could come down to six-hitting one way or the other. Either Sunsizers are needing to hit sixes or having to defend sixes in Charger. And I think tomorrow's game is going to be a lot more exciting than
0: today's was. Okay. Okay, now that you mentioned six-hitting, I want to ask you then, because Holder, Jason Holder, has done extremely well, personally, I would bring back Johnny Besto in place of Kane Williamson.
1: I don't see them doing that at all. I think one of the reasons they've uh, managed to... uh, be so aggressive in the last few games is because the insurance of having Jason Holder lower down the order, as opposed to at the start of the season where it was Abhishek Sharma, Abdul Samad, Priyam Gar, three players in their first seasons, uh, first or second seasons, having to shoulder a lot of responsibility. But the insurance of having Jason Holder there has given, and I think this is the main part, has given David Warner freedom to just go off at the start. And uh, he's been alluding to it in the last few games where he's saying, this is this is 2000 David Warner. I'm just uh, putting my leg out of outside leg stump and swinging at the ball. And he says it's been refreshing for him to be doing that. And it is clearly, I think, the singular thing that has helped Sunrisers because uh, there was always this pressure, even last season, of David Warner and Besto and Pandya having to bat a large chunk of their innings which was obviously going to make them uh, you know circumspect and a little watchful at the start one of the reasons they've managed to turn it around this season and by the way have like the best uh, net run rate outside of mumbai is because they're now being aggressive at the top uh, saha is a, a bit of a natural as, as an opener in the ipl um, so no i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, think that they'd go down that path and bring uh, besto
2: back yeah, I'll just uh, disagree a little bit with that uh, in a sense that maybe because it's Sharjah, it might be worth a gamble to sort of bring back Besto and maybe play him in the middle order. Just bring him in in place of Williamson. You're probably losing out on a potential bowling option, but you might not need that considering all the options that they've already got. So, just bolster your middle order a little bit, uh, considering it, it is a small ground. Six hitting will be the key. Maybe, I mean, I'm, uh, Williamson is an absolute class batsman, but he's probably not as... Uh, Proficient at hitting sixes regularly as somebody like a best or could be, so that could be something they could consider. But yes, Holder has to be there, Rashid Khan has to be there, David Warner has to be there. So these three foreign places are definitely uh, locked in, and they've they've shown some form of late their bowling uh, combinations that really worked well. If the new ball bowlers can deliver and you know come in with a couple of wickets, uh, like I said earlier, I I think Sunrisers Hyderabad have a very good chance of knocking over Mumbai Indians even if Mumbai play at close to full strength. There are thoughts that they might rest a few of their key players, but I I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's more or less a full strength with Mumbai and we get to see a real crackerjack of a match. And as Varun said, fitting that it finishes off in Sharjah because we've seen some of the best matches in Sharjah, some of the best chases, so it will not be over till the last ball is bowled in the second inning.
1: I just just realized, Karthik, sorry, that you were asking about whether it should be Williamson who goes out and Besto comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I just went on a complete tangent about Holder. But uh, the point stands with Williamson also, I think. The, the uh, insurance is not just with Holder being down the order. It's also the fact that you have Williamson to take over any sort of anchoring duties if required. And uh, again, just having Williamson there has uh, freed up Warner to such a glorious extent.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm coming, recording this pod after watching some highlights a few hours ago of of, of England's 481. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm biased. Yeah, I mean, I just saw West over there. I'm like, SRH, you have to get a win. This is a charger. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we'll probably see on the day of the game who SRH play. Uh, Devan, I'm guessing your prediction is for Hyderabad to go through. Yeah. I think they have some good form on their
2: side and they have got their combination right in the last few matches.
0: And Varun, you'll go with? I'm really
1: hoping it's SRH I really really want them through they're one of my favorite teams in this tournament and I I, I believe last season it was KKR playing Mumbai in the last league game and uh, them losing meant SRH went through so we have a bit of a reverse situation this time uh, but SRH has always you know looked like a team that's not quite there but they managed to make it to the playoffs so a playoff without SRH would feel very strange to me and I I, I hope they I hope they do it I I, I hope they can uh, make
0: it through. Excellent. So, like both of you all said, and hopefully we get a cracker of a game. Hopefully it's down to a last ball finish once again. Listener, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Post Match IPL Stump Mike. Uh, Varun and Devine, thank you so much for joining us. Varun, RCB are through to the playoffs. Woohoo! Woohoo! indeed. <laughs>